From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. So, okay, a few uh, episodes ago at the beginning of the show, we were talking about how I'm trying, you know, we're playing games at home. I'm playing with my five-year-old uh-huh. and he has a really hard time losing. I remember. Yeah. 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 So in response, a bunch of our, our listeners reached out to me and mm-hmm. suggested all these different cooperative games that are out there that I knew nothing about. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is fantastic. And I went on and this was... This was actually right around the holidays, and, you know, these games were sold out primarily. (laughs) But I managed to get one called Outfoxed. Outfoxed? I don't know that one. Outfoxed. And it arrived, and I pulled it out and said, uh, Lucas, you know, we have a new game, which, of course, anything new, game, these are magic words right now. Magic words. Yeah, I mean, I feel that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like Clue, I guess, a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's a cooperative game, so we all figure it out together. And then when we've decided who we think the the culprit is, we say that name, and he does the reveal. And then we go, yay. Uh, And so there is no winner loser. He loves this. I mean, the first night we got it, we this is not an exaggeration. We played 15 times. Oh, Just over and over and over. I was going to say, I miss that age when they make you do everything over and over again. But it's not true. I don't miss that age. I don't know. I kind of liked it. There, were, You know, and even though it's for a very young age, there were a few times where I was like, this is a hard one. <laughs> you know? like, well, who is the, who is the culprit? I, was, uh, I can't figure yeah, it out. I was sufficiently entertained and involved. Oh, right. Also, it's like my son is sort of still learning to roll a dice. Yeah. He does that thing where he just puts them in his hand and then moves his hand back and forth and then lays them out. So then you just get the same roll as last time. <laughs> you get him a get him a dice cup or a, a dice tower. A dice tower? It's a way of making sure that the, the dice actually roll and that there's no, oh, that's no funny business. That's a great idea. <laughs> I like this idea of like basically turning my home into what seems like a high stakes casino, but all the games we're playing are cooperative. <laughs> It's all cooperative <laughs> games. And you're playing for money, too. Yeah. But it's cooperative, so when you win, you just split it at the end. But speaking of a space where everybody wins. <laughs> I know. I can think of a I can think of a game where everybody wins all the time. Why don't you and I cooperate? Yes. So that we all can win. Oh, I love that. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. We have a great show today. Our special guest is half of the great sketch duo Key and Peel. It's Keegan Michael Key. We'll talk to him about the history of comedy, his history in comedy, and the histories, comedies, and tragedies of Shakespeare. Also, we heard you like music parody games, so we put two of them in this episode. We'll play one with Kulap Valaisak and Suchin Pak, and the other with actors from the Netflix series Bonding, Brendan Scannell and Matt Wilkes. Let's do it. Our first two guests star in the Netflix show Bonding, which is about a subject we can't really talk about on a family show. Uh, Think Fifty Shades of Grey, but funny. And you're kind of there. Brendan Scannell and Matt Wilkes, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. I just want to start by saying I love that Bonding as a show, as a topic, exists. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely one of the shows where, as it was coming out, I was like, I wonder how my family's going to feel about this. Right. And I'm like, I'm deeply Irish Catholic. My mom has eight siblings and my dad has five. And all my aunts and uncles are like, love that show with all the whips and leather. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything, everything I ever do, I'm half naked in so I'm at this point I'm just kind of used to it <laughs> right at, at some point you're like I, I, and a hat that's too much the hat's <laughs> right, too much right, right, right. <laughs> I know this season they gave they had a um, this season they had a like a jumper made for me and, it, and with an apron over it and I was like whoa I'm like I'm clothed. I'm actually fully clothed right now. <laughs> You're like, what a strange turn. Are Especially- you sure? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, are you up for some games? Would you guys like to play some games? 
I love games. Yes, <laughs> yes you do. I love games. <laughs> yes, you do. So you're going to take turns answering questions in this first game. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to describe fictional animals as if they were presented at a competition like the Westminster Dog Show. Okay. So some of these animals are dogs, but some of them are not. You just tell us the name of the animal or the title of the work that it comes from. Okay. Brendan, this is for you. Next in the working group, we have a Great Dane who deviates from the breed standard. He's over five feet tall. The judge will now watch his gait and look, look at this. He's walking on his hind legs. Some highly unusual behavior from this dog as he seems to be leaning over to talk to his handler, Shaggy. Yes, he's saying to Shaggy, ruh, ruh. Oh, well, I mean, this is half... Has to be Miss Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Miss Scooby Doo. I always love the the like mask reveal they would have. The du- there there were like double mask reveals too. Like where like it was a ghost, and then like they took it off, and it was someone, and they took like the mask off that person, and it was someone else. I mean, yeah, I was always surprised at how many people's first names were old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what they yeah, go by. It's, it's just where we go old, them. Old man Jenkins. <laughs> I'm old. I'm definitely old man Wilkes for sure in my life. (laughs) All right, old man Wilkes, this one is for you. Okay. This entrant in the herding group was raised on a farm and found his true calling herding sheep. He looks comfortable in the stacked position, but the judge is a little confused by his hooves and curly tail. It's his first time here at Madison Square Garden, but he seems to be adjusting to being a pig in the city. Babe, pig in the city. Oh, I've never seen that. It's supposed to be adorable, though. It is, is it pretty, adorable? It is pretty cute. I mean, talking animals, I have no problem with talking animals. Yeah. And pigs are so cute. There's a there's someone in my neighborhood that has a pet pig, and they walk. <gasps> I live I live in the village and in New York City, and, like, there's a person who has a pet pig, um, and he walks the pet pig around my neighborhood, and it's really cute. Are you, it's very you're, big. I'm in Brooklyn, and no one has a pet pig. I feel like there's oh. something wrong here. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They should be in Brooklyn. They should be in, like, Bushwick or something. Ariana Grande also has a pet pig. Really? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Just out of curiosity, is the pet pig wearing any coats or I don't recall that ever. Although I do follow – listen, I'm going to plug this. I follow this pig on Instagram because he he has an Instagram account. It's um, Giblet the Piglet. (gasps) Um, So you can, like, actually go check out Giblet the Piglet and see what I'm talking about. And Giblet the Piglet follows me. I feel very proud of that. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. A follow back from Giblet. D- does yeah. Giblet is Giblet active? Does Giblet like comment and like what you're up to? And I would just expect a lot of like political memes. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you ever get sick of it, just like couple bacon jokes. Over. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. All right, Brendan, for you. Now we have the toy group. Literally, this junior handler is a precocious six-year-old boy who's conversing with his stuffed tiger while walking around the ring. Uh, perhaps we don't see the tiger the same way he does. Oh, oh, I know this. Oh, it's a... Hmm. Philosophers. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is, sorry, you guys, I'm very young. This is That's before okay. my time. Uh, <laughs> um, that, well, I know it. It's hard. I forget. Um, yes. Calvin. Hobbes. There you go. Hobbes. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It's like John Locke. John Locke? <laughs> John Locke. Is it Locke and Kent? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> right. No. Plato Is and it... Kierkegaard. <laughs> yeah, Kierkegaard. <laughs> and, and Nietzsche? Oh, I love Kierkegaard and Nietzsche. Hilarious cartoon Very different strip. comic. <laughs> All right, Matt. Okay. I've never seen a dog with this color fur. She seems to be leading her handler, Steve, around the arena to a series of clues marked with paw prints. What could she want? It's a real mystery. Can you solve it? Well, I can't believe I know this, but it's Blue's Clues. Is it Blue's Clues? That's right. Blue Blue the dog from Blue's Clues. I only know this because I auditioned to be the the guy a long, long time ago. What was that audition like? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was improvised. I think it was improvised. Uh, so you, I had to like go and they would give me like, you know, basically 
prompts and I would have to just improvise. Mm-hmm. That means they didn't hire a writer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, That's right. right, 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 right. Yeah, the gonna... guy that they hired, I don't know, he's great though. Amazing. Okay, Brandon, this one is for you. Our next contender is a sky bison. And I see his handler, Aang, is feeding him some moon peaches. He's 15 feet tall with white fur and a gray arrow on his forehead, has six legs, and he can fly. Oh, loves those moon peaches. Okay, so I know the show. Great. That's great. That's Avatar, all you Avatar, Last Airbender? Yes, yeah. that is correct. Wow, I have no idea. And that is Appa. Appa. Yeah. Brendan, how did you know that? What did, how did you even know that? Um, I watched it when it came out when I was a kid. And then I feel like it's one of those shows that like the TikTok teens have sort of like, or yeah, like Twitter yeah. teens have sort of discovered. That's right. And as a 14 year old myself, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know it's contemporaries and I love the show. I know. It came out one year before you were born. It's hard to believe. Yeah. All right. Here is the last clue, and it's for you, Matt. Okay. Hailing from the Hundred Acre Wood, this animal was bred to be a wonderful thing. Known for his top, made out of rubber, and his bottom, made out of springs. He presents a challenge to the judges as there's no breed standard, for he is the only one. You guys, um, I have no idea. I'm I'll fully... give you some hints. He bounces. Okay. Uh, he speaks with a lateral lisp. <laughs> okay. He is, okay. Uh, he is striking. Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give you the point for that. I'm going to give you the point because that is so funny. Uh, I really have no idea. Wait, what? Oh, Tigger. Tigger, yeah. that's right, from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you got it. Okay, you both did great. You did Yay. fantastic. Well done. Nice showing. I like that. I'm going to say showing from now on instead of great game. Nice showing. Excellent that's, showing. That's great. More with Brendan Scannell and Matt Wilkes after the break, and Jonathan Colton better warm up that guitar because we have two music parodies coming up. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from NerdWallet, a personal finance website and app that helps people make smarter money moves. Now that we've made it to 2021, many people are looking ahead and wondering what to do next. One part of reaching your money goals might be shopping for a new credit card. Whether you're looking to take a future family vacation or just looking to rebuild some credit, the experts at NerdWallet have created side-by-side comparison tools to help you look critically at the options as you shop around for the right card. NerdWallet shows you a ton of information about each card all in one place, including bonus offers, annual fees, recommended credit scores, and a comprehensive list of pros and cons. So you can make the decision that's best for you and your money goals. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. If you're into science, but you need a break from the coronavirus, NPR Shortwave has your back. Whether we're talking about how scientists measure Mount Everest or spiders that hang out underwater, we promise you'll have fun and learn something. Subscribe to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and changing the lyrics to songs people used to love. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with two stars of the Netflix series Bonding, Brendan Scannell and Matt Wilkes. Are you ready for another one? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Excellent. This is very exciting because guess what? Jonathan Colton will sing you the clues in this (gasps) next game called Move to the Music. Yes, we have changed the lyrics to songs about moving to make them about the process of moving into a new home. (laughs) So every answer is something you may need during your move. Just name the moving accessory that I'm singing about or the title of the song that I am parodying or the artist who made it famous. Okay. I just moved, so I'm feeling really good about this. Good. Well, so it's fresh fresh in your mind. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go back and forth here. Matt, this first one is for you. Fill it out, Jack, or your mail will go back. Wrong door, wrong door, wrong door, wrong door. Fill it 
out, Jack, cause you don't live there no more. Okay. Um, uh, Hit the Road Jack is the song. That's right. Ray Charles. And and it is it uh, like a a male, I don't know the official word for this, a male redirecting yes. slip? Yeah, that's right. They call it a change of address form. Yes. Oh, I've lived in my apartment for 18 years now, so like I haven't had to <gasps> deal with that oh, yet. And I, right. I'm wow. kind of terrified of that. What? It's rent stabilized too. Oh, so. I, I no. don't need. To, I don't need this more bragging. Okay, <laughs> I can't non, handle it. Just for our non-New York City <laughs> listeners, that means that it costs five dollars a month. That's right. <laughs> All right, Brendan. Here's one for you. Well, my felty tip is not yet bent. My dark black ink is permanent. My writing on this box shows what's inside. This stuff is all extraneous. Use me to write miscellaneous. Okay, so that's leaving on a jet plane. That's right. And um, a Sharpie? A Sharpie, that is correct, yeah. Oh, I love a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. God, I love a Sharpie. It's a, it's a good it's a good marker. Okay. Matt, here you go. This one is for you. Okay. All right. Grab another page. In that final desperate packing stage. Use the stuff you'd use to line your parrot's cage. Check the recycle bin and grab another page. Uh on the road again. Yeah, and, that's right. Willie Nelson. Uh, um and uh news- newspaper? Newspaper, yes. Brendan, last one is for you. <laughs> to make a fragile item tough, swaddle it, swaddle it in this plastic stuff. But keep the extra when you're done. Popping it, popping it is a lot of fun. Popping it. Okay, this song did take me back. <laughs> is this. Move Along by All-American Rejects? Yeah, that is correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. One time I played that song for my mom in the car, and <gasps> I was like, this is the type of music I like. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music were? What does she like that is the counter to that? Um, I mean, I grew up listening to, like, Fanwa the Opera... Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. Right. She was really big into like the 80s, 70s and 80s Broadway musicals. Uh-huh. And also, now that I'm thinking of it, It's Raining Men. She played a lot, which I would sing with her. <laughs> who, Whoa, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Who, didn't, who didn't like that song? <laughs> and so I think the item is bubble wrap? Bubble wrap, yeah, that's correct. Oh, thank you. Uh, another incredible game, as we say here, all winners. We Mostly us for having you, both of Aww. you on. Yes. But thank you so much, Brendan Scannell and Matt Wilkestar in the Netflix series Bonding. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Kulap Vilaysaw created the show Bajillion Dollar Properties and has appeared on the TV show and podcast Comedy Bang Bang. Journalist Suchin Pak has reported on ABC, NBC, and is a veteran of MTV News. Together, they host the podcast Add to Cart, about what we buy and what it says about us. Kulap Suchin, welcome to Ask Me Another. This Hello. is very exciting. Hi. How's, uh, how's it going today? It's good. Um, <laughs> Suchin is nervous. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> for the games? Or yes, because she's yeah, okay. competitive. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. With everybody, Suchin, or just with Kulop? Kulop brings out um, a certain bubbly competitiveness, if you will. Ah. Um, whereas oh. usually my competitiveness has um, like a dagger's edge. Uh, serrated. Jeez. Um, <laughs> wow. But yeah, I don't also, want to compete with you. Yeah, well, I'm also, you know, we're both overachieving Asian A-plusers. Yeah. So yeah. anytime you tell me that I have to do something well, I, you know, I just go into that that mode. <laughs> So you host a podcast called Add to Cart. It's about online shopping, which I will say that I listened to one of the recent ones and I've made a purchase from <gasps> listening to your oh, which episode. Which you get? It's, it's the toilet brush. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, oh, that no, is Jonathan, an exciting story. I'm glad you brought John, this up. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, do you know, do you know about, about this? To- this? The Lumi, the Lumi toilet brush. Do you know about this? I don't, sir. No, but I'm in the market for a new toilet brush. Tell well, me about it. Oh, it's not Look just no a further. toilet brush. <laughs> Look no further. Please, please let him in. Let him in. So, Suchin. Jonathan, before Lumi uh, brush, if you will, uh, yeah. you don't have to get into the 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 details of it, but we all know how you clean your toilet because we all clean the toilet the same way. You uh-huh. stick a dirty brush into a dirty bowl, you swish it around, and then you put said dirty brush right back into its little container. Yeah, it's filthy. There's tatty. no science. There's mm-hmm. no, as I like to say, future in that. So. Right. Enter Lumi Brush, which is, um, I believe, the first of its kind. I'm not sure. But you put it in, and a blue UV light goes on for four minutes in the Uh. base when you put the brush in, and it sanitizes the brush so that it's clean every time you use it. I have uh, I have this right beside me. This is the top of a water bottle that uses UV to clean it. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Now, if I put my toilet brush within this, would that? <laughs> yeah, just so, get it. In theory, <laughs> you could just bottle. drink that water. Same you could just right. take that brush from the toilet brush base and put it right in here. <laughs> I have full faith in the science. I'm sure it works. And I have no qualms about putting it in said uh, water bottle. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Now, we've established that you're competitive. So this is going to be great because our first game, we are going to have you basically compete against each other. Great. All right. So we're going to play audio clips of uh, fictional TV shows that appear within real TV shows. All right. Okay. okay. And okay. you just have to name the real TV show uh, that this fictional television show comes from. Okay. Okay. Cool up. In this clip, two students at Greendale College imagine their characters from the show Inspector Spacetime. That was close, Constable Reggie. I thought those blowguns had us dead to rights. What on beta earth do they want from us, Inspector? Questions of what they want from us, Constable. But when? Inspector, look out! Blowguns! <laughs> That is from Community. That is correct. Yes. Well done. Mm, thank you. You knew it right from the beginning. Right from oh the boy. beginning, before you started the clip. <laughs> Suchin, pressure is on. Oh, boy. I just... Uh, I just want... I, I'm not saying... I want you to play the clip, but before you play the clip, I just wanted to say that, you know, I grew up in a non-English-speaking household. Oh, um, come on. That, um, yeah. that never allowed me to watch television. Cool up. Um, let me continue with my uh, sad story of why <sighs> I am who I am. Anyway, go ahead. Play the clip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If, if you guys could uh, make sure to have a bed of strings playing underneath her excuses, that would be great. <laughs> All right, Suchin, here we go. Okay. This interview show within a show airs in Georgia's capital city on the fictional Black American Network. Please welcome Antoine Smalls to the show. Hello, Montague. Thank you for having me on your show. Is it Atlanta? <laughs> it is Atlanta. Yes. That is the name of the show, right? And that's only Donald because Glover. I know the capital of Georgia, not that <laughs> well, I've that ever counts. seen that show that or recognized counts. that clip. Two Donald Glover answers. I'm just going to yeah. say this whole show, uh, all of our shows are really about Donald Glover, if you listen closely enough. <laughs> oh, wow, that's I mean, beautiful. Isn't everything? <laughs> but I'm just going to say, however, Suchin, you get to the answer, is oh. it's all the same. It doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Suddenly I'm, I'm wide awake and leaning in. <laughs> this, is, this is my kind of game. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> all right. This sitcom called Kevin comes from an HBO series starring... And created by Issa Rae. The answer is insecure. That is my final answer. Yes, that is correct. I love that show. Although, what was the last season about? But anyway, that's okay. (laughs) All right, Suchin. Yeah. This is the last clue of the game. Okay. When the Whistle Blows is a sitcom within a sitcom from a British comedy starring Ricky Gervais. Here is the opening theme song. Back to door, water, chore, another week's craft. You 
40 times a day I hear Extras? Yeah. Well the American done. version. Well the British version was called uh, Ancillary. Oh, was it? No. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> no, just a dumb joke. Just a dumb joke. No, not a dumb uh, joke. <laughs> By the way, totally gullible. I was, of course, it's called Ancillary. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it turns out that it's a tie. It's a tie. Oh, yep. you guys. You it doesn't feel look. great. I got to tell you guys, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing games with Kulap Vilaisak and Suchin Pak. Are you ready for another game? Yes, please. Okay. All right. So this next one is tough. Okay. okay. So you're okay. going to work together. Because okay. it requires a lot. Uh, since you host a podcast about buying stuff, we have a game about shameless commerce and musical theater, and we call it Broadway Brands. Ooh. So I will perform a Broadway show tune, but with the lyrics changed to be about a brand. For example, if I sang Fugue for Tin Horns from the musical Guys and Dolls, but with the lyrics changed to be about burgers and peanuts from Five Guys, you would answer Five Guys and Dolls. <sighs> Oh, God. Yes. Deep breath. Ooh, leaning in. <laughs> leaning in. Here we go. Lawn and garden, much to my chagrin. Need to rent equipment before I can begin. Cause I'm dig, dig, digging in the grass. I'm landscaping the hillside and the trusty riding mower makes a rugged sound. As I cross the lawn, making circles on the ground. Cause I'm cut, cut, cutting all the grass. I'm riding this green tractor. Whoa. Okay, I've got it. Sujin, do you I do you want I have do you have ideas? Not even I don't even know one piece of that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um it is John Deere Evan Hansen. Yeah, yes. that's correct. Oh, you got it, John Deere, yay. and that was waving through a window from Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Finally, oh, wow. a musical for tractor enthusiasts. <laughs> Have you seen that musical? I know. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I'm trying to think I've ever seen a Broadway musical. Ever, ever. I was going to ask if you guys are are musical theater mm. fans or or not. I, I am. Um, and I saw this on Broadway, and um, at the end of it, uh, the the entire audience had been crying so much that we were oh. all shocked when the lights came up. Yeah, and we're just yeah. like we have to see each other. Too soon. We have to. It was too soon. Yeah, there. Well, I, when I saw that show, there was a woman uh, behind me who was audibly sobbing, like oh. choking sobs through oh. most of the second act. That was wow. me. And it was like, <laughs> and I felt bad because it was at the same time I was like, wow, she's having a real legit theater theater experience. That's amazing. But I was also like, can you please? A little. Quiet. I'm trying to listen. It is weird that we go to a musical together, Jonathan. You sit in front of me and then talk about me like this. And I don't I don't look at you when you're crying. Yeah, that, that's how. Okay. Uh, here's the next one. Mama, I'm dirty. Mama, please bathe me. Hand me that bar of soap that smells oh so fresh Might be from Dublin, made by Palmolive They say it's manly, but I like it too Irish Spring Awakening? Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. it. That's right. I, I don't know Spring Awakening, but that was just thinking of yeah. different. That is exactly that, how it's done. The name of that song is Mama Who Bore Me. And then what mm-hmm. is Spring Awakening about? Isn't it, it about people having sex? No? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that so one. Coming of like age. That? Uh, we say we say a coming of age story in and the oh, okay. And, right. and just like the commercial for Irish Spring, they go, yes. and I like it too. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what the woman says. <laughs> and I like it too. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Okay. There's so much they make for us to snack on. Cracker Jack. Doritos and Tostitos I can't stop For that no one would fault me 
I pound a bag and then I'm very thirsty because they're salty. Okay, Les Miserables. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I love that musical so much that I was starting to sing the real lyrics in my head, which is not good for the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's something snacks, about a snack snacks, that's salty. Snack chips. So mm-hmm. Doritos, Tostitos, Cracker Jacks. Frito Les Miserables. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Okay. Dunk this cookie and some milk. What a crunchy chocolate dream. You can subdivide, eat what's inside. Though it's tasty, it isn't really cream. Oreos. Um. This is an old musical. Oh no, is it an older musical? Um, Is it Uh, like a westerny type of musical? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And oh my god, we had this record, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yes, Oklahoma, Ori, Oklahoma is correct. Oklahoma, yes. Okay, okay, I will say that once again, one hundred percent. What can I say? 100%. I guess. Collectively, you got everything right. Everything. All right. So I accept this win. I'm just then now my question (laughs) is, are we better than other guests? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like top two. Yeah. Top two. Easily top top two. two. Yep. And then who is top one? Just kidding. Don't answer that question. You know what? They haven't arrived yet, but I always yeah. like to leave a possibility. Just the hope that this show brings, you know? Kulap V. Lysok and Suchin Pak co-host the podcast Add to Cart. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Up next, from the amazing Key and Peele, Keegan-Michael Key. He'll join us for a segment that starts with fart jokes and ends with Shakespeare. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at aecf.org. My name is Peter Sagal, and I'm here to interrupt your very serious NPR podcast to tell you about another NPR podcast, mainly mine, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Chances are that right now you're enjoying an earnest, serious treatment of some serious topic in the news or perhaps history or science. That's great, really. Well, that's not what we do, because people cannot live on serious alone. Listen now to the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me podcast from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's an Emmy Award-winning actor, one half of the sketch comedy duo Key and Peele, and his new Audible original series is called The History of Sketch Comedy. It's Keegan-Michael Key. Hello, welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here. Thank you, guys. In May, you did a video about social distancing with, um, well, now former vice president, current president, Joe Biden, where you guys mm-hmm. are playing cards and you're doing watercolors and chatting. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Do you, do you have a great I met Joe Biden story? We did a video on, I was with him on Super Tuesday. We're on the campaign trail and I, he was in California. And... There was a really wonderful thing that he did that we were doing a video together where I was playing Barack Obama and he was imp- his improvisational skills are very good because I was, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, Joe, uh, if you're looking for a VP, uh, I'm available. And he was like, hey, man, you know, Barack, I'll tell you what, you are you're the greatest, man. Thank you. I need you. To, I'm glad you're backing me up. He was just, he was right there with me. He was right there. I'm like, oh, look, do you want to, you want to go to, you want to go to Second City? We can go at the set afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, he, but the mo- here's the most endearing thing that happened that day. We were at that event and I, uh, uh, my wife, Ellen, and I were there with friends and they have a three-year-old 
daughter. And this, this young girl was talking to the vice president and he stopped and bent over and they had a three and a half minute conversation about Frozen <laughs> and the fact that there is also Frozen 2 and we can't necessarily determine which is the better film. And it was so... <laughs> It was fantastic how he was just talking to her and she was like, and then there's Frozen and they were having the most wonderful conversation and he's surrounded by all these people and he was just zoned in on this little three-year-old girl. It was just delightful. Absolutely delightful. That warms my heart on so many levels. <laughs> I, I gotta just, say. Very sweet. <laughs> uh, you hosted the U.S. version of The Planet's Funniest Animals for three years. I did. You must know. What's the funniest animal? Which, what, what one? Okay, so hands down is a chimpanzee doing anything. It's really a chimpanzee doing... Actually, no, not anything. They have to be either eating peanut butter or chewing gum. A distant second is just penguins falling down. Right, right. That's a okay, always second. funny. It, That's always funny. Because, right, because the flippers don't really... Uh, but you know, when they're, you know when they're trying to, like, negotiate a small hill or slope? No, it's so And they sad. go, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's, it's like, I guess that says something about me then, doesn't right, it? Hilarious! You, you can't go in. No, but that's any, that's right, that's the basis. Just like anyone falling, you're like, that's pretty good. Really the funniest thing is watching any lower primate uh, flatulate and smell it on their hands and then fall down. <laughs> fall out. You know that video where the one fell out he and he falls yeah, out of the tree? Like, yeah. the, that's the gold standard. Yeah. I mean, really, if we're going to be, if we're being honest... That's, that's the gold standard. That's big in my because... house right now with a small child. <laughs> with, okay. Oh. <laughs> there you go. You've got, you've got an animal, you've got a farts, and you've got falling down. Exactly. Exactly. You got, you got, the, you got the big three. Triple you got yep. the big three. You got a, a full, a full-fledged story. Yeah. So in 2012, you and Jordan Peele created, it starred in the Comedy uh, Central sketch show, Key and Peele, produced mm -hmm. 298 sketches Unbelievable. So, yeah. and I know that you met um, way before this and, and then worked together for years on Mad TV. But I didn't know until I, I read it that when you were casted, you guys were auditioning against each other? Ostensibly, yes. Yeah. We, were, we were both being hired to replace another actor on the show who was leaving the show. And it was Jordan's brilliant tactical mind that said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like they're pitting us against each other. Yeah. What if we just write all of our scenes together or, or the, the majority of our scenes together uh -huh. and then we're indispensable? And I went, you are a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started, we started writing sketches together so that, so that we were indispensable. And then what we would also do is we would rehearse scenes uh, in our apartment. We, we lived together for a few months. Okay. So when I first moved to Los Angeles and we would rehearse the scenes. So instead of just reading them at a table read, we would get up and perform them at the table read. And so that the, so that the, the executive producers would have an actual sense of what the project- and they were like, what? Was, what the sketch was going to look like. And they're like, oh, that's great. So <laughs> it, that, that's, that's how it turned out. That's how we kind of ended up being- Now, prior to that, we had already become pretty good buddies because we just have very similar comedic sensibilities and grew up in similar socioeconomic uh, situations. And so it was really, we, we, were, we were meant to be together, really. And it worked. It worked. <laughs> it all worked. <laughs> and now you have a new Audible original podcast called The History of Sketch Comedy, and every episode explores moments in sketch history. And yes. I had no idea it goes back I mean, it just goes back further than I thought. 1500s? Sure. What? Oh, yeah. The, the thing that was so exciting about the 1500s was the movement known as Commedia dell'arte, which was improvisational theater. And um, I see your knowing nod and, there. And yes. comedy. And, and comedy, and, 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 right? And, and That's really important. comedy. Like, <laughs> like doing comedy and doing topical comedy. Because what they would do is they'd have, a, they'd have scenarios in place that they would do in, to every single town they went to. But then when they arrived at a town, they would do intel and they would find out if the mayor was having an affair or what mm. was wrong with the magistrate. And then they would insert those people into the story that they were performing uh, that evening. And then there would be, they would do little sketches inside the story. Some of the scenes had mm. something to do with the plot and other scenes, they're just doing to have fun. And they're making, obviously they're making fun of authority in that sort of classic way. So Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Am I to assume then that even early sketch Commedia dell'arte players were not the popular kids? 
I would say they were not the popular kids, right? They, yeah, they were listening to those weird lute sonatas. Yeah. Everybody else was listening to recorder. Like, you don't listen to recorder music? What a nerd. Lute. This guy over here. Look at this guy over here. Angelo. He listens to the lute. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> So, that's my Italian. That's <laughs> so, you know, as as someone yourself who's written hundreds upon hundreds of sketches and then you are finding out all about, you know, the history of sketch, does it just seem at a certain point that the gags, the premises, they are there's a finite amount or that we are... Yes, I'm a firm believer of what's known as the seven plot concept. <laughs> that okay. that there are seven plots mm-hmm. and then as you extrapolate out there's about 49, it's seven times seven. It's like 49 yeah. subplots. And that's that's about it. You, you, um, as they say, every story under the sun has been told. The exciting part is telling it in a new and different way. And so there are these finite stories because it's just, the it's these seven different wrinkles in the human condition. Chicken comes home to roost or the right. or um, um, uh, wish fu- a wish fulfillment. You, you know, the poor person becomes rags to riches. So yep. those are two. So there's really just those stories. And I think people in the Comedia figured out, they were like, we, we especially if we're hopping from town to town to town in Italy, you're just going, geez, we, it's the same stories. We just keep changing the names. And, 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 and so it's the mayor here, the magistrate there, this guy's wife, whatever the case may be. And they just kept on coming across the same scenarios over and over and over again. Yeah, it's. So, yeah. I mean, I I didn't know I didn't know so many of these things and 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 sketches sketches. Uh, it always has been popular, but I feel like we are, you know, I think thanks to shows like yours, like we're in a we're in a sketch renaissance. I no, I completely and utterly agree. So when you graduated in 1996 with a master of fine arts from mm. Penn State University, you said your plan at the time do Shakespeare. In '96. Uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to move to Seattle, oh. and where there was a booming theater scene, and I was going to start a theater with friends and only do comedia and absurdism. Are you kidding me? I was going to do Caldoni plays. Oh yeah, that'll that'll fill the seats. Let's do. I'm doing an Ionesco festival. You know, but that's what happens after you get a master's in fine arts. That's amazing. All right. So, yeah. are you ready for it to ask me another challenge? I am ready. I am ready. I am okay, ready great. indeed. So this is a guessing game called To Think Peace or Not To Think Peace. Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is help us update titles of some Shakespearean plays to improve upon their search engine optimization so they get the maximum click-throughs on the internet. It's very important. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, right, okay. right. <laughs> so we are going to give you the original title, and then we're going to give you two pitches for the new title. You just tell us which one fits best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got uh, it. All right. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's start gentle. Let's, let's start. start gentle. We're going to start gentle. Okay. So, which of these clickbait headlines better applies to Romeo and Juliet? Okay. A, the try guys try not to fall in love. Or would a rose, by any other words, smell as sweet? We asked three scientists. Hmm. Uh, okay. Wait, but you said you said Romeo and Juliet. That's a right. A rose by any other right. name. So one is one actually applies to a different Shakespeare play. That's right. Oh no! I'm sorry. I just I just uh, flipped my plays in my brain because it, ro- because a rose pricking you would make you bleed, which is Merchant of Venice, and a rose by any other name is Romeo and Juliet. I'm sorry. It yes. is the second one. I, I overthought my roses. You knew too <laughs> much about Shakespeare. That's a problem. That's right. it, this is what always happens. <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I know that line. I know that line about the rose. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and just that's okay, from I have all the details. That's from Act Two, Scene Two, commonly known as the balcony scene. The balcony However, scene. Mm-hmm. as it turns out, there's no references to a balcony in balcony. the script. Yeah, it's interesting. Isn't that interesting that you just go, it's always just been done on a balcony? And I'm like, they couldn't just do this in a thicket? <laughs> it feels like it would have been really fun to do it in a thicket. <laughs> okay, so for a bonus point, do you know what play the other headline might refer to? The Try Guys, Try Not to Fall in Love. Um, it's Love's Labor's Lost. Yes! Love's yes, Labor's Lost. Yes, yes, well yes. Done. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. I'm impressed. Only, God, I might faint. So, I don't, no, don't worry. No, we only have, we have 25 of these. Okay. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> All right. Which one of these would apply best to Midsummer Night's Dream? A, mm-hmm. 12 Surprising Ways to Transform Your Bottom. Or B, Imogen's Brilliant Sleep Hack. Take some poison from an evil queen. 
<laughs> so it's definitely the first one. That's it's right. definitely the first one. You have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I. Bottom, of course, is the one character that we all remember from that one. Yes. And then, do I can I go? Can I go for a bonus point? Ab- I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, I shouldn't do that. No, the other no. one is a winter's. The other one's a winter's tale. No, we're going no. for a symboline. Uh, no. Oh, jeez, British Queen. Yep, Cymbeline. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's not, not many people see, just the, throw around. That's a Cymbeline. way to sound smart. If you just say British Queen, you can just say British Queen anytime. <laughs> British queen. You know, it's about women going, oh, British Queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, this is uh, which one fits better for Anthony and Cleopatra? A, incredible mm-hmm. transformation. Watch this man go from betrayed Roman dictator to a salad with anchovies on top. Or B, the one snake to avoid if you're an Egyptian monarch. B. It's yes. definitely B. Yes, yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the one the one the one snake to avoid. <laughs> and that's so funny because that was one of those when we would read that in school that you you would giggle because I think this I think the snake was an asp. Was, Ooh, yeah. You are so right. Right. So then of course when you're twelve. That's the best thing because it's best. only one letter off from the funniest word you're allowed to say right. when you read Shakespeare. <laughs> okay, can we read Midsummer Night's Dream again? Because Bottom has an ass's head. <laughs> you know, he has an ass's head. <laughs> Remember that it's, when you were twelve? Of course. Yeah. How how simple pleasures. But you know, as 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 we consider Shakespeare very highbrow, he was excellent <laughs> at at lowbrow humor. Excellent. He really was. I mean, excellent. He was, I mean, the other thing is, he was like a popular, he was a popular writer. He, wrote, he was a popular or populist writer. Because it's funny, he pretty much wrote, for the time, he, he wrote, you know, like, he wrote like big blockbuster hits. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And I imagine the plays that he liked best were the ones that didn't do as well. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. the ones right. that, were, uh, that, that, were, that were satisfying him artistically, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you want to try to get the bonus point for the Oh, yeah, uh, the bonus one? point. Yeah, uh, Julius Caesar. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, here's one for Hamlet. Quiz, is the statue of your murdered wife going to come back to life? Or reaction video, watch the king's conscience get caught by this play within a play. Ah, uh, reaction video. Watches King's Conscience get caught. Yes, 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 yes. One of my favorite scenes. My favorite scenes in Hamlet. Yeah. The play within a play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, it's my favorite. You know, Shakespeare was also super into paranoia. I love it. Love paranoia. Oh, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Everybody loved was getting paranoia. poisoned all the time. I mean, you had to watch well, out. Well, after Kit Marlowe died, Everybody must have been on their P's and Q's. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, sure. who's around here just like poisoning playwrights? What the hell's going on? <laughs> totally. Oh, and for, right. and for the bonus point, you know what play the other headline refers to. Okay, now I'm going to go, again, I'm going to go either A Winter's Tale or Pericles. Winter's Tale? It's a Winter's, winter's tale. tale. Yeah, it's A Winter's Tale. Gotcha. Okay. Holy yeah. mackerel. Yep. That's good one. That's you're amazing. They're, they're, they are rattling around in there. It's, they're rattling listen, around. Well, these are some this, deep cuts too. I mean, is, we, we're working. This is like you take that record. That's the third track on the B side. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Nobody ever listens <laughs> to that song. <laughs> we're talking like Timon of Athens over here. We're talking. <laughs> I guess people might say like "Exit Pursued by a Bear." That's like the only thing, right? Right. That everyone but, says from the more obscure play. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exit Pursued by a Bear. Right. All right. Here's uh, "As You Like It." Unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. You won't believe what Rosalind looks like dressed up as a boy shepherd. Or B. How many guys from a northern Italian town are after the same woman? The answer will shock you. Uh, uh, Rosalind, B. Rosalind. Or A, 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 yes. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I said it wrong. I said Rosalind. Terrible. Oh. That's... Oh, that's okay. That's Rosalind, that's okay. Rosalind. Rosalind. We were talking, listen, rose, roses are a theme today. So I think we can that's go true. with that pronunciation, right? That is correct. Yeah. Okay, and how about, uh, how about the bonus? How many guys from a northern Italian town are after the same woman? The answer will shock you. How many probably guys from the same time from the same woman? Uh, it's uh, two gentlemen, Verona. Yes. Two gentlemen, yes! Verona. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I was gonna All be right. like, "Here's your hint, too," but you beat me to it. Right. <laughs> so well done. All right. Here is one more for you. This is the last one for Othello. Is it A. Love Aladdin? You won't believe what Iago gets up to in this play. Or is it <laughs> B. Love Little Mermaid? You won't believe what Ariel gets up to in this play. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, A A is Othello. 
That is correct. A is Iago's the bad guy in Othello. Right. And then B is, is Ariel Prospero Tempest. Yeah, you got it. Perfect. Yes, the Tempest. Oh, the incredible mastery of a subject has been demonstrated today. We are all <laughs> incredible. We are all. Impressed. I mean, this is. I'm, I'm in complete awe. <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you, guys. No, well, I appreciate it. you introducing the bonus point. It's so funny. I guess. I guess I really like that guy and the plays that he wrote. <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key's new Audible original series, The History of Sketch Comedy, is available now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. This was an absolute (laughs) pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Kate Villa, Emily Winter, and senior writers Eric Feinstein and Andrew Kane, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seichow, James Sparber, Rumel Wood, and our intern Sophie Hernandez Simeonitas. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias Ophira Eisenberg and this was Ask Me Another from NPR Hey you're still listening fantastic so since you're still here why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review we'd love to hear from you and it also helps others find out about our show for information about new episodes bonus videos and more follow us on Facebook Twitter or Instagram thanks Next time on Ask Me Another, from an episode we taped in July, it's RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Bob the Drag Queen. He chats about how his new HBO docuseries, We're Here, is empowering LGBTQ communities all over the country. Plus, he's challenged to a game that includes his favorite things. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. (laughs) 